Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 32 Blessed is he whose unrighteousness is forgiven, and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth no sin, and in whose spirit there is no guile. For whilst I held my tongue, my bones consumed away through my daily complaining. Thy hand was heavy upon me day and night, and my moisture was like the drought in summer. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine uprightness have I not hid. I said I will confess my sins unto the Lord, and so thou forgavest the wickedness of my sin. For this shall every one that is godly make his prayer unto thee in a time that thou mayest be found. Surely the great water flood shall not come nigh him. Thou art a place to hide me in. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will inform thee and teach thee in the way therein thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not like to horse and mule which have no understanding, whose mouths must be held with bit and bridle, else they will not obey thee. Great plagues remain for the ungodly, but whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord, mercy embraces him on every side. Be glad, O ye righteous, and rejoice in the Lord, and be joyful, all ye that are true of heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 15th verse of the 22nd chapter of the book of Numbers. 
Then Balak again, uh, again sent princes more numerous and more honorable than they. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak, the son of Zippor, Please let nothing hinder you from coming to me, for I will certainly honor you greatly, and I will do whatever you say to me. Therefore, please come, curse these people for me. Then Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Now therefore, please you also stay here tonight, that I may know what more the Lord will say to me. And God came to Balaam at night and said to him, If the men come to call you, rise and go with them, but only the word which I speak to you, that you shall do. So Balaam rose in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the princes of Moab. Then God's anger was aroused because he went, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding on his donkey, and his two servants were with him. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards, with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam. So Balaam's anger was aroused, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and she said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have abused me, I wish there were a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And he bowed his head and fell flat on his face. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why have you struck your donkey these three times? Behold, I have come out to stand against you because your way is perverse before me. Then the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times. If she had not turned aside from me, surely I would have also killed you by now and let her live. And Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know you stood in the way against me. Now therefore, if it displeases you, I will turn back. Then the angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but only the word that I speak to you, that you shall, say, uh, you shall speak. So Balaam went with the princes of Balak to Balak, and now Balak heard that Balaam was coming. He went out to meet him in the city of Moab, which is on the border of Aaron, 
the boundary of the territory. Then Balak said to Balaam, Did I not earnestly send to you, calling for you? Why did you not come to me? Am I not able to honor you? And Balaam said to Balak, Look, I have come to you now. I have power to all to, to, all to say anything. The word of the Lord puts in my mouth what I must speak. So Balaam went with Balak, and they came to Kirjachazah. Then Balak offered oxen and sheep. He sent some to Balaam and the princes who were with him. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 41st verse of the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 20 years old, oh, I'm sorry, when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem and Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, 
to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. <clears throat> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without thee, grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee, both in will and in deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. I'm going to tell a, a slightly off-color story to illustrate the principle of the Balaam uh, episode. 
because it it says in about 15 seconds otherwise it'd have to take two minutes to say so uh, if it's offensive just you know avert your ears but story is a man a man walks into a bar and sees a woman and says to her um will you sleep with me for a million dollars and she she's thinking about it and then he he asks her second question he says well will you sleep with me for twenty dollars and she says what kind of woman do you think i am and he says we've already established that now we're just negotiating the price and that illustrates the balaam principle because balaam wouldn't go for the normal diviner's fee he wouldn't he wouldn't he, he has a principle i can only say what god would say but when Balak sends men more honorable and uh, reputable with a lot more money, he kind of considers a little bit more, uh, gosh, maybe, maybe I want to check this out. And this is the timeless test of faithfulness for God's people and the whole idea of, of uh, devotion and even, <clears throat> even sort of that that sexual image of devotion to God and purity and the heavenly marriage versus unfaithfulness, they're central prophetic themes, and they all orient around the issue of what, what is your price? Is there some price at which, some reward at which you would abandon the principle of faithfulness to God and do something else instead? And Balaam becomes notorious for this, though he can't actually curse Israel Balaam, uh, Balak sends him money. In the New Testament, he's quoted three times, 2 Peter 2.13, Jude 1.11, and Revelation 2.14. Balaam is the epitome of the sellout. What he eventually does in this story when he can't curse God is he counsels um, Balak to invite the Israelites into the pagan feasts and says he can undermine Israel that way. And, and this is significant, um, even in our, our world today, I, I think we're not aware sometimes the distinction about the, you know, if somebody, for example, um, takes money for some, you know, uh, to advocate for some low budget thing that, that they don't really care about, we'd call them a, a sellout. But then our whole world is oriented around endorsements and marketing people get paid millions to wear to endorse products on their clothing and to say hey this is great products they probably never eat or use only because they get a ton of money for it and so um this is an important thing is there a price at which is there a reward a reward at which we would decide not to do what god wants us to do and do something else and if there is then we understand that our faithfulness is not faithfulness. And this takes us over into the New Testament story because what we've had throughout the Lucan narrative is the story of the faithful, Zechariah, Elizabeth, about the business of, of their ordinary duties, faithfully praying, and God comes to them and brings the Messiah into the world through them and, and through, through the, you know, John the Baptist, then Mary and Joseph, ordinary Israelites who are faithfully praying. And we see this continuation in today's story. They went down to, to you know, Jerusalem for the Passover. That is, they made the 70-mile trek again this year because that's what the Torah says to do. And so, they, of course, they do it. 
they they wouldn't there wouldn't be any say well if you know because there there would be some certainly some incentive of convenience well you know it's kind of difficult this year let's not make the trip down you know God would understand uh, you know all all these kinds of, of things and then there's a, but the this Passover story introduces another element too that they're doing all the things that God calls them to they're being faithful. But then Jesus decides to do something they're not expecting. And um, that also is a, an image for the Christian life, because even as we faithfully attempt to follow our Lord and do what he calls us to do, sometimes he doesn't do what we expect him to do. And what he does that we don't expect him to do makes life a lot more difficult for us. We have to go. It's, it requires of them a... Uh, two extra days of traveling, one back to Jerusalem and the one back to the caravan. And so what do we do when that happens in our lives? We're following Christ and he stays behind somewhere. We had the idea that it would go like this. And then we're mad because God has asked us to do this, done this other thing that we didn't expect, didn't want. And how do we respond to that? Well, you know, Mary, after uh, she was angry, um, kept all these things in her heart and learned and, and meditated on it. Okay, this is what God, she shifted her worldview to accommodate what God was actually doing and embraced it, you know, and this reminds us that faithfulness will always have a cost. It will always require participation in the cross as we conform our lives to that which God calls us to do. And this is why the compromise is so tempting, because it's easier to, to, you know, let's just get the quick relief. Let's just take the easy way. Let's just, and, and those will be offered to us because that's why they're temptations, because we're open to them. And so faithfulness, we, we see this interesting juxtaposition throughout the numbers narrative in Luke. The ordinarily faithful Israelites through whom God is saving the world and those who are unfaithful in the wilderness, complaining, murmuring, and get and experiencing judgment. And now Balaam is going to be the metaphor for the sellout. And this just reminds us, it's, it's God's blessing will always reside upon those who do what he calls them to do, who hear the word of God and do it. And there's always temporary temptations to depart from that for some short-term benefit. And it never works out well. That's the lesson of the wilderness in Israel. And so the exhortation today, Balaam and the Holy Family, the, the, the great contrast between unfaithfulness motivated by money and ordinary faithfulness motivated by the desire to, to, to do the will of God. So a couple of thoughts about today's lessons. With a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, 
especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfailingly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Bishop, for the message. It's good to pray with you. Have a good Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Bob. The camera. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.